Welcome back to the Mandarin Blueprint Podcast. I'm here with Chris, who has kindly agreed to talk about his experiences on the course. Um, and so welcome, Chris. Hey, nice to be here. So before we get into anything about the Mandarin Blueprint Method course or any of the uh, different aspects of it, I thought I would just ask you a little bit about yourself and why it is that you decide to learn Chinese. So what was the uh, initial motivation to decide to learn Mandarin? Uh, well, it started off about, uh, I want to say 20 years ago. I'm 28 now. Mm. And I've always been very interested in like, I mean, I know this is more Japanese, but samurai, ninjas, and those kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I got really uh, in tune with the more Asian cultures because of that. And so once I hit, once I got to high school, I met uh, my now best friend, and mm. that was 15 years ago. And he's actually Chinese. Okay. Uh, he was born in, uh, I believe the way that you say the city is from is Baotou. Uh, oh, okay. Say. Is it Inner Mongolia? Yeah. Baotou, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I actually, that's pretty uh, coincidental. I spent a month in Baotou uh, performing uh, back in, geez, 2012, something like that. So oh, wow. Well. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's where uh, that's where he is actually like from. Hmm. Uh, he moved here like right when, like I said, he was in uh, about sixth grade. Okay. And so we kind of got a brotherhood with each other. Is the easiest way to say it. Nice. So one thing I always wanted to do was learn Chinese in order to be able to speak with him in his nat in his like natural language. Uh, when I was a junior in uh, high school was when I started with Rosetta Stone. Mm -hmm. And I tried, like I really tried it, but the problem was is that everything that I learned from it, I would lose just as fast as I learned it. I didn't have any way to retain the information. Right. <clears throat> And so that was the one issue that I always ran into any time that I tried. Is I mean, since then I've tried to learn Spanish, Chinese, Japanese, like you name it. I I want to be multilingual, like in mm -hmm. the future. Sure. And <clears throat> like I had basically given up at uh, at this point. Right. Right. And this was about uh, maybe a year ago. And okay. then. I happened to, to hear about the Mandarin Blueprint method. And when I first uh when I first started like looking into how the method works, my first thought was, you know, this actually sounds like a little bit childish in a way, the way that <laughs> you come up with things. Yeah. Like yeah. come up with the move in your head. Sure. And so I would sit there and think like how does that work? And I was like, you know what? Like, let's take the chance and go with it. Mm. Mm. So uh, just then, before uh, we get too far into the method, I'm just curious about a couple of things that you uh, you brought up. Oh, go ahead. So like, uh, first of all, it sounds like, are you from the States? Yes, I am from Texas. Okay, cool. Right. So, um, so first of all, that it, I think it's kind of interesting that um, your introduction into Chinese came from, you know, just basically a Chinese immigrant who uh, had moved to the States because, you know, we have a few different um, sets of 
like kind of different motivations that people have. One really common one is I have a Chinese girlfriend is one. Uh, another one is I do business in China or whatever. And so this one's pretty cool because it's like a childhood friend that comes from that, uh, the Chinese diaspora of all the, because there's so many Chinese people who have moved all over the world. Um, and so uh, f first of all, are you still friends with this guy uh, now? The guy, the guy you met in high school? Oh, yeah, yeah we just guess, played uh, basketball on Saturday. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah, like, uh, me and him, we keep in touch. And another reason why I really started to want to learn Chinese is because when we were in high school, one thing that we always talked about doing is making a business in China, like creating a business. Oh, right. So that is something that we want to do together sometime in the future. Hmm. Right, right. So one thing that I always told him is that I don't want to go to China without knowing how to actually speak Chinese. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. So that even expands your motivations even more. So that's cool. So like, so basically you meet this friend as a child and you get you become close friends and you, do, you kind of become interested in Asian culture. You're already interested in Asian culture from like the sort of uh, – uh, some of the Japanese culture that was, uh, you know, I, I totally get it. In American culture, our, our portrayal of Japanese culture is very cool. It's like, you know, ninjas and samurais and all that. And so I can yeah. definitely, I can dig that. And then, uh, so, uh, and you're friends with this guy. And then you even think, okay, maybe we'll go into business together too. So that, that makes a lot of sense. So that's really cool. So um, now that I just was curious about that, because I always want to get a bit better picture of the motivation uh, around there, because that it matters a lot to us, because we want to know who's who might be interested in checking out Mandarin Blueprint. So learning about that is really important to us. So okay, cool. So then go on with what you're saying about when you discovered Mandarin Blueprint. Yeah. And so as I told you at first, when I started looking through it, it seemed real real childish to me but just the thought of the best way to kind of think about some is to create like a movie in your mind right but then uh at, like i started the first lesson and it started going with like making your actor making your scene and i kind of just sat there and thought about it. i was like okay well this will this has to work in some way and we'll see. I mean, this is a way that I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And then uh, once you get to the first, like the first couple of characters. Now, uh, I worked as a swim coach. Hmm. And I want to say maybe 90 kids, 90 kids, 90% of the kids that I teach are actually Chinese. Oh, that's interesting. So this is another thing to kind of help out in that situation. And so uh, I listened to them talk with, uh, with their mom or dad or whatever. And I would actually be able to hear some of the words that they would say. Hmm. And then like my buddy, for instance, whenever he would talk with some of his friends, because everybody that I play basketball with is Chinese. Like I'm the only white person there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's actually so kind of hilarious. Basketball, every, every court. The, oh yeah know, the thought of getting a court that's open on a saturday it's like no no way they're all they're all filled up <laughs> yeah. oh yeah like uh you know the app uh Douyin? yeah sure like uh, my buddy he actually downloaded that app for me that way i can actually like listen and help read chinese by uh using that app 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great resource for reading and listening to Chinese, especially like Chinese. It's very colloquial because everybody's going to be speaking in a, you know, and and they'll also probably be speaking Mandarin because they're trying to get it out to a larger audience. So they're less Mm -hmm. likely to focus on their local dialect, you know? So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I look at, I go through that every day and some of the videos on there are actually really cool. And I see all the videos of the people that are playing basketball and Mm -hmm. I go and it's really cool to see. And so I always try what I've been doing for the last three months is really trying to immerse myself as much as I can into like Chinese. Mm-hmm. Like uh, yesterday I actually spent six hours just studying. Nice. And my dad, like I'm still with, uh, living with him right now. He goes, what are you doing all this time? And I said, well, I'm studying. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it kind of confuses him because I was a person in school that never studied ever. <laughs> right. So the fact that he sees me studying something, it, Yeah, he he just goes like, well, okay, like that's <laughs> and so. Uh, I think it was. Let's see, today is what Thursday. It was uh, Monday when I got pat when I got to uh, when I got to level twelve, mm-hmm. and once I got to uh, once I got past that and. I saw that, hey, we would like you to participate in a case study. Mm. That was one of the things that I really wanted to do because I want to give you guys the feedback to show to tell y'all, hey, like y'all are doing a great job and I hope that y'all become like big and get a lot more students under y'all. Mm. Just because of it's helped me learn so much. Like uh I live about twenty minutes from Chinatown here in Houston. Mm. And me and my buddy, we went there. We went to go get some meat, uh, went to go get some hot pot. Nice. And while we were there, I was reading a lot of yeah. stuff. And I was actually able to read it. It wasn't just, uh, oh, I wonder what that says. No, I was actually able to look at it and say, hey, I know exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. Thrilling, and right? And that was when, yeah, exactly. And uh, that was what threw, what start made me start really picking up uh, how much I I study on it. And I told uh, my friend, I said, "Look, I want to give it like maybe another month, two months, and then right after that, I want you to just talk to me in Chinese." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Really?" I'm like, "Yes," because I want to learn it very very much for a bunch of different reasons for one i think it's cool yeah for two it's just nice to be able to have some to know another language and i've never been more excited to learn another language until after i started with the blueprint method right right yeah so um as you've been going through, so you're third level 12 now. So that means that you've gone through about 105 characters and you've uh, learned how to do the method. So 
Tell me about how that sort of developed in the sense that, um, you know, you, you said it at first seemed a bit childish, which I completely understand. And I actually think it's, is also inadvertently a bit of a compliment because I would hope that it was, it's a little bit childish because we're trying to get people to not, we're not, we don't want people to learn by having it be um, this uh, slog. You know, we want it to be something where you go and you kind of play a little bit. You know, obviously it's, yeah. it's play with a goal, but like it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it, we don't want it to be too serious, you know, and, it, and actually if you're feeling too serious about it, it kind of hinders your ability to do the method. You kind of have to be relaxed and just like, hmm, what, what's Arnold Schwarzenegger going to do in my kitchen? You know, like it has to be uh, kind of chill. So tell me about how that developed when you, you know, first see it and you see think maybe it's a little childish and then how does it continue to develop from there? Because obviously you're still doing it. Yeah. Uh, so the way that like it originally started was I was like I told you I looked at it through that extremely childish way and it just kind of made me question how do people like how is it possible to learn this way and but I'm a very easygoing person I believe in trying everything at least once especially when I've tried so many other ways to uh to try and like learn mm -hmm. so i was like you know what gotta try something different and when uh started going through it and i get get to the first couple of characters and i just go like you know i don't know exactly how this is supposed to help mm -hmm. but then actually going through like the first reviews and just going like okay let's see how this works uh, I think the big breaker was for a uh, gun. Oh, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so like, I was like, okay, let's see my friend, Gary, he's outside the apartment that I stayed at when I was in Japan and I'm like, okay, well, well that make, that's easy to remember. Mm -hmm. And then a cross and razor blade and the razor blade takes off the cross and like cuts off part of the cross, but gets kind in there and then sand starts coming and i remembered it exactly like that yeah and i just went oh wow okay that makes it real easy and then the next one like just adding component adding component adding component just became easier and easier and easier like that way and that was and i was like mind blown and uh I was I talk with some of uh, the parents of the Chinese kids I had, and I'd ask them. I'd be like, "Hey, like, whenever you're like studying Chinese, we're like, what? What about this? What about this? What about this?" And they go, "Why are you?" They go, "Like, you're so into this." And I'm like, "Yes, because I want to know. Like, yeah, this is new. This is different. I really want to be able to like learn everything on a complete bigger scale." Sure. And I'd ask him, I'd be like, and like, I'm a very skeptical type person. Mm -hmm. And I'd just sit there and be like, okay, so like, is this really mean this? Like, is that really what it means? And they just say, yeah, that's exactly what it means. I'd be like, I'd be like, huh, okay. And that was as everything started to really get into everything. That was when I started to really take off with the blueprint method because 
at that point, right then and there, I knew that it was a completely legit thing. Yeah, sure. It's like you're going to be skeptical of it, and it's like obviously it's made by a couple of uh, a couple of non-Chinese guys. So it's like, is this just a bunch of nonsense? Are they just <laughs> making stuff up? You know, I can understand yeah. that. But if you go, but at the Chinese same time, yeah, you know. yeah. But at the same time, it's perfect for me to learn from a non-Chinese person mm-hmm. because, like, uh, my friend, his name is Will. Uh, his Chinese name is Guangyu, mm-hmm. and like I would, uh, I'd ask him to teach me sometimes, and he'd be like, and he'd give me the same response every time. I don't know how to teach Chinese, and I'd be yeah, like, right. oh well, that doesn't help at all. Yeah, of, and of course he doesn't. Like, how would he, right? Because it's like he didn't. He learned. Like one of the things I always say to people about this is that obviously, if you're a kid that just is born and before you even have memories you're surrounded by the language and then you start to gather memories that are and you start to say certain words that are just surrounded by language no adult is going to take five years of their life and just be relatively silent and just surround themselves i mean some people might do it katsumoto did it for japanese he just made his entire life uh surrounded by japanese but like you know, it's a pretty extreme move. This guy named Katsumoto who runs a website called All Japanese All the Time or AJATT.com. It's a great website for uh, language learning in terms of the theory. Like he he's very motivational at how they recommend reading his blog posts. But he, um, he was an American guy who uh, just sort of surrounded himself with Japanese because he said, well, I'm going to learn like a kid. Right. Uh, and I'm just going to not know anything. I'm just going to hear Japanese only. I'm going to make sure all my newspapers are only in Japanese. I'm going to, I'm even going to eat sushi every day just to, you know, kind of get the, uh, the lifestyle the full experience. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, one of the things that, I mean, most people aren't willing to do that. They don't want to, you know, they, and they can't, right. They have other things in their life. They can't just uh, surround themselves with language like a kid does. So if that's the case, then you're going to need somebody who already speaks the language who or I should say already learned the language as an adult to guide you because otherwise you're not going to know where to go. Like you're not going to have the, um, and also, you know, a kid has Chinese parents who are speaking Chinese around them all the time. It's like, yeah, unless you, so, you know, there's, there's all that, but um, the, the uh, experience of trying to learn Chinese without, you know, because if you don't have people who know the path or know the map or know the blueprint as it were, then you're going to uh, run into the problem of in order to acquire a language properly, you have to get comprehensible input in the, in the long run. Like that's when you really get good is when you hear and read things that you understand. And when you understand them, that's like another brick that you're adding towards like your brain's ability to make natural connections. And so the problem with Chinese, though, is you can't read anything until you've gotten yeah. at least a certain number of characters under your belt, which is kind of where you are now. You're going to enter into sentences now. And that's like that's when you're starting to get real comprehensible input. And so without somebody to tell you how to learn characters properly, which unfortunately Chinese people are just going to tell you, uh, write them over and over, because that's what we did in our 10 years of elementary school and middle school. You know, and so um, that and now, again, people don't have 10 years to do that. So it's an you know, yeah. not very appealing. But anyway, yeah. So, um, as you were going through the the method, and you were discovering that okay, the uh, the different elements of the course are working for you. Uh, do Do you recall? So you you said that you you talked to the Chinese parents at the swim class, and they said, "Oh, yeah, this is what it means." So you were kind of convinced. 
tell me a little bit more about how you developed through more of the characters and what how you started to feel about the method. Well, at first it became a little bit overwhelming mm -hmm. because it's something that's completely new. Like, okay, so like the way that uh, my life is, it's really a little bit complicated because my best friend is Chinese. I hang around a lot of Chinese people, but my girlfriend is actually Japanese. Okay. And uh, she actually still lives in Tokyo. Oh, okay. But uh, one of the things that I've kind of found is that the Chi like Chinese and Japanese, a lot of the writing is very similar. Yes. So I, I told her, I said, hey, look, if this works with Chinese, then I can eventually translate that into Japanese to make it a little bit easier. <clears throat> and she was a little bit skeptical about that, but that's a completely different story. <clears throat> and mm -hmm. so uh, what as I like kept going along on all the characters, I started knowing, noticing little patterns. And uh, like for instance, uh, for Khan to mm -hmm. look, yep, it becomes it's very straightforward, hand over the eye. And so like it's just like if when you're at a baseball game or outside, it's very bright, and you just have to put your hand over your eye like it makes it easier to look at stuff and so that's made it very easy in order to remember that and then there's other things like for instance for tree it looks exactly like a tree and as things go on it becomes a lot easier to just see that it's not as complicated as we're led to believe and sure. i think that's one of the things that we're always kind of programmed to think is that Chinese is the most difficult language to learn ever. Mm -hmm. But every language is going to be difficult. Sure. Yeah. So once I uh, started, like, as I started going more and more through the characters, I realized, you know, this isn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Right. And it gets to the, and after that, I got to the point to where this is actually really, really fun of a way of learning. Mm -hmm. It's not conventional. It's not a way that we're taught in school. Because like you said earlier, the way that we're taught in school is, oh, just write it 30,000 times and then you'll remember it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing that really kind of also got me on is that is I'm learning it in a complete different way. And again, that's what started to make it fun because it went from that, like you said earlier, it be it becoming fun, like childish. It becoming fun and not serious, if that makes sense. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, absolutely, it does. And you know, one of the things that I think about, I, I've thought a lot about this whole Chinese is the hardest language in the world to learn thing. I mean, obviously, and uh, I, um, one of the thoughts I've always had about it is like the reason for this is twofold. It's pronunciation because it certainly is tricky to say some of the syllables although as we talked about in our pronunciation mastery course it's not um impossible to it's like sure some of the syllables are hard to say but there's not that many of them compared to other languages so uh, there's just fewer overall syllables or a lot of homophones in the language and then the second thing is obviously the number of characters you need to learn and remembering them 
right? Um, but the thing is, you know, especially with the characters, we've solved this problem. Like it's not so hard to remember them with this method. And so once you get to the higher levels of the language, like how do words, how are words structured? How um, are, how does the grammar structure, how you should, should you put words together? It's far simpler than many other languages. So if you can get over those two particular difficulties of the language, then actually it's quite easy. The problem is they're the first two steps of any language. Like if you want to learn any language, the first two steps are pronunciation and figuring out how to read, right? And unfortunately yeah. that's like what is the hard part about Chinese. But once you get over that, which, you know, at this point you're well on your way, once you get over that, then it's the rest of it is just a matter of continuing to, to read and listen. And it just will happen so naturally because since Chinese is not a, a it's a very unified language compared to say English. English has, you know, Nordic roots, Latin roots, French roots, Greek roots, Germanic roots. Like there's different uh, roots of the language that cause there not to be a lot of consistency across different words. And so like, you can't necessarily say, you know, you say in English, I before E except after C and also these 25 words that are exceptions to that rule. Right. So it's like, yeah, there's, it's not, so easy to make rules about it but with chinese it's so consistent it's it's amazing how consistent it is to the point where when something isn't consistent it really sticks out it's like wow why is that you know so um you'll you'll get to see that as you move forward which is kind of exciting oh yeah i definitely can't wait to see that mm. so um another question i had about the um the uh the, your experience in the course so at the beginning, you know, it takes a long time to learn a character because you're all you're always you're learning the method while you're doing it. Like you said, it was a, it can be a bit overwhelming at the beginning, but eventually you kind of get the sense of it. Cause it's like a seven step process to learn a character, which sure, it might take you a little bit to get to a seven step process. But what I always say to people is imagine you had a job where you're working on an assembly line and you have to do seven things for each new thing that comes up on the assembly line. You yep. know, how long would it take you before you're like, okay, I got it. I, I know these seven steps like the back of my hand. So how long do you think you got into the method before you felt like you had a good grasp on how it works? Well, like in terms in of characters, the, like it was it 30 characters, yeah, yeah. was it 50 characters? Yeah. Like I'm a bit of a slow learner <laughs> in uh, some things. And a lot of it's like a lot of what held me back from learning at the beginning was skepticism. Right, sure. And so <clears throat> it took me a while to get over that this is a weird way of learning. This is a weird way of learning. Is this <laughs> sure. really a good way to learn? And then um, and then I think it was like around maybe character 60. Hmm. I want to say that I really started to kind of, that I really started to put a lot more into it. Mm -hmm. before I started really understanding it a lot better. Sure. And that was kind of like, I, not breaking, I, I was about to say breaking point. The kind of like that aha point mm -hmm. is that right at, like right around that point was when it was like, oh, okay, I understand this. Right. And so it was like, okay, the next one, I'm going to like I'm going to watch the video but this but what I'm also going to do is I'm going to try and like I'm going to try and kind of 
do it by myself without watching the video. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I read what the, I read what, uh, what it was. Mm -hmm. I can't, I cannot remember the life of me, which uh, character it was, but I read the character, read the keyword mm -hmm. right after that. I just instantly decided to try and do it myself. Okay. And I found that once I did that, I watched the video and obviously it wasn't word for word, but it was similar to what was put in the video. Right. And that was one of those things that just kind of elevated, elevated me at that point. Cause I've been like with the men with the blueprint method, I've been going kind of off and on about it. Like with mm -hmm. it, I like the first month I was on it every day. And then I kind of started to kind of back off, like kind of tone it down a little bit because my hours at work got all messed up and I, I I will agree or not agree. I will admit that laziness did start to kind of play a part. <laughs> yeah, sure. But then after, uh, like, you, uh, you and uh, Luke, y'all live in. China. Yep. You and Luke, y'all live in China, right? Yeah, we live in Chengdu. Okay. Yeah. So you, Chengdu. Okay. So yeah, you might know this. You might not. But. Uh, the United States is under like a huge quarantine mm -hmm. still. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, so, I'm familiar with that particular international news. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So I've been using that time to start learning things. Mm. Like I started learning a lot of Forex and I started learning a lot. And that's when I really started to kick off studying Chinese again. It took me a little while to get back up to it. But one thing that I noticed is that I got back to where I was a lot faster than I was than I did when I got than when I was trying to learn. Right. Sure. Cause like when uh I when I turned up Anki, I think I had like two hundred flashcards to go through. Oh, right. Yeah. And I was just saying like, oh my God. It took <laughs> me like it took me like a week to get everything back into my back into my memory. Right. And now with having to learn the sentences, I can learn, like I've been learning it a lot, uh, a lot easier now. Like, I feel like it's a lot easier for me to read, even though I feel like a kindergartner reading, but. <laughs> sure. Well, you have to go through that phase. No, no avoiding Exactly. It. Yeah, exactly. And uh, one of my friends, he's been studying, uh, He's been studying Japanese a whole lot, and he was telling me, "Oh man, I feel I feel dumb. I feel like a little child." And I said, "You're supposed to like, yeah. Yeah. you can't go from being per from being non-fluent to fluent just because you want to. Like, you have right. to go through the childness phase." Right. Yeah. Exactly. Couldn't couldn't agree it's, more. Yeah. So like, yeah. um, uh, it, so as, so as you're going through it and you're getting through those, those different phases, by the way, great attitude. And that's a good attitude to have. I still, I use that attitude day to day, even still, even though my Chinese is obviously fluent and I can 
communicate in pretty much any situation. Whenever I'm going, like, you know, yesterday I was at, um, I play Ultimate Frisbee every week. And yesterday we had a okay. bunch of new uh, Chinese players who were there. Yeah. And they were talking strategy with each other. And I was really enjoying figuring out this new sort of sports-related vocabulary. Um, and, and if I had had this attitude of, like, I'm really great at Chinese. I have nothing to learn here. You know, then I would have missed an opportunity to get a sense of this, you know, different sort of specialized vocabulary and sure that you know if I didn't have the foundation I couldn't have understood what they were saying but it was still you know I had I tried to have that attitude of like you know I'm just an amateur I don't know anything you know it's like there's really no reason to ever let go of that attitude because even when you get fluent in the language what it doesn't mean you have nothing you could learn you know what I mean like so you can learn something uh you know even if it's not directly related to Chinese maybe you learn something about how to strategize an ultimate frisbee because you're paying attention so yeah that's a good attitude to have always um Oh, always. I mean, you should never go through anything with the attitude of, oh, I'm better than this. I'm better than these. I'm better than this. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because you're just setting yourself up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Setting yourself up to be uh, the pr pride comes before the fall. So, um, yep. yeah. So I wanted to ask you something specifically that we've kind of um, asked more recently in these case studies, because it's something that uh, isn't, it wasn't as relevant before, but now it's become much more relevant. How often are you taking a look at the comments below the videos or the community forum? Has that been a part of your um, experience so far? I always read them because it gives me an idea of what other people think and what other people are doing. Like for instance, uh, and this is gonna sound kind of, interesting mm. but uh one thing that for mu for book oh right yeah i was thinking of like okay what kind of a book would i use in this situation and i read through the comments and somebody was like oh i picked a death note from death note and i was like oh that is genius because i love death note oh okay so that's very very easy for me to remember Oh, I love that too because I don't know that particular. Um, is Death Note was that a movie or is that a, a book? Uh, don't watch it on Netflix. Like that's the most horrible thing you can do. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> but the uh, best thing to do is to watch the anime. It's in oh, it's five. An anime. I want to okay. say, right. and it's yeah, and it's easily one of the top. Basically, the whole premise of it is a high school student whose name is Light gets the notebook that he finds out that he can write people's name in and they die. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. I can and see how so that's a good connection to make. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. It's very easy to remember. And so with that, that was when... Uh, and so that's one instance that I was like, that is genius. Like, mm -hmm. I can actually use that. So I always look through the comments in order to kind of kind of pick other people's brains, figure out like, hey, what is it that these people think? What is it that these people do? And I'm actually going to start commenting on all of them, which is something that I've been meaning to do because I feel that the more that I immerse myself into the system mm -hmm. in any way, whether it's posting on y'all's Facebook, whether it's commenting on all the videos, mm -hmm. I feel like that's only going to help me learn a lot more and take it more seriously as time goes on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that has been a delightful surprise from my and Luke's perspective, which is just that,
just how engaging uh, people have been in the course and just the fact that like, it's, it, you know, we, we put a foundation there, but now content in the course is created by the, the users. So there's a lot of user generated content under every video. And that's a, you know, it's just, it's so uh, exciting that that's the case from our perspective because we're just like, hey, we just made this thing. It doesn't mean that anybody's going to pay attention to it or, or get involved with it. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I'm glad, that you're, yeah. I'm glad that you're getting stuff out of that because, you know, that's, um, that's basically – it makes – what it means is that Mandarin Blueprint is kind of a, a living course. It's not something that just – it's like, here it is. Like, here's your book, uh, and you can read through the book. It's like, here's your homework. Go, yeah. go to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool, cool. So we already talked about what you were uh, you were skeptical about. Uh, so let's. Um, one of the questions we always want to ask is, uh, from your experience, do you think there's anything that we could do to kind of make the uh, course better or make the user experience better? I mean, I really can't think of anything. Like, I love the fact that y'all do a lot of podcasts. I love the way that y'all do these kinds of these case studies hmm. because it's it puts you guys in I don't want to say like necessarily our shoes as the uh, consumer of it, but it helps us know that you're there for us, that you're there to not necessarily hold our hand, but answer any questions, make sure that we like have all the resources we need, extra resources that we need. If we need to like, if there's anything that we need to kind of like touch up on. So, I love the fact that y'all have all the podcasts and I go to y'all's YouTube all the time. And that's kind of one of the ways that I really found y'all hmm. was, uh, it is the introduction video oh, right. where, uh, where Luke is sitting on the bench and like he's, he talks in pretty much perfect Chinese to the, uh, to the like, the viewers right yeah <laughs> and i actually showed that to my uh to my friend and i was like hey his chinese is pretty good isn't it and he goes like yeah I, he goes it it is yeah. and so i was like huh okay and that's when i started going on to it so like i said the biggest thing that i like is the fact that y'all have so many different resources y'all started off with the uh with the pronunciation mastery i started off with that and then after the pronunciation mastery, I went on to, I went on to the whole foundation course. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've been real impressed by the whole thing. I honestly can't really think of anything to do better because I don't teach uh, language of any kind. So it's kind of hard for me to be able to say anything needs to really be improved upon. Mm -hmm. but i mean y'all do a very great job oh thank you very much well uh well maybe you'll have suggestions after you continue through the foundation course we'll we have like an we'll we'll send you another email when you get past the um level 36 which is the end of the foundation course and see okay. uh, if you'd like to get back on the line and maybe you'll maybe you'll have some suggestions at that point so that's uh that's cool though that, glad to hear it certainly the first part of the course is the most uh sort of developed part because um you know, it's, it's the part where the most people engage in. Um, so, you know, it's, we've got lots of feedback about that already. So it makes sense, I suppose. But um, I guess the last question that we'd like to ask is, yep. you know, if I'm uh, uh, a person who's never heard of Mandarin Blueprint and I hear about it and I say, you know, Chris, should I, should I do the Mandarin Blueprint method? Would you recommend the course? Oh, of course. Mm. I'd <laughs> 10 times over, I would. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, glad to hear it. And thanks for taking the time today, Chris. Like I said, we'll, uh, we'll check in with you again when you get past the foundation course. So, you know, you can put that little goal, uh, end of level 36, we can check in again and uh, see what you thought moving through phases three, four, and five, where we get to expanding context. So what you have to look forward to now is sentences first. So just putting the basic words together into simple sentences. Yeah. Sentences mm -hmm. will start to get more complex. And then in phase four, which is level 21, or no, yeah, level 21, you'll start to have short stories and short dialogues where you'll actually see the sentences first, you know, through the natural method. And then we'll, we'll have stars next to those sentences to say, okay, this is a sentence. It's actually part of a larger story. So then you'll have seen all the sentences. And when you've unlocked all those, say, say the story is like five sentences long. After you've seen the fifth sentence, we'll say, okay, you unlock this story and you can see the larger context there. And then uh, we'll get to phase five where they're like sort of longer form, you know, maybe um, two or three paragraphs long and uh, you'll be able to get that context there. So you'll have that to look forward to and then we can check in with you after that. Oh, definitely. One more thing that I do want to say that yeah, sure. uh, you might find this a little bit uh, funny. Once uh, I got to level 12, Mm -hmm. And you guys said that y'all were going to uh, take out Pinion. Mm -hmm. I messaged my friend and I, I told him, I said, look, they're going to take away my Pinion. How could they? <laughs> I need that. <laughs> that was like the very first thing that I text my friend once, uh, once I saw that. And I actually, uh, like, cause one thing I've been doing is everything that I've been doing during the uh, quarantine. I've been cooking, losing weight, and exercising a lot more, and studying mm. Chinese. And I've been putting everything that I've been doing on Instagram. And okay. I put a couple of videos on there and said, "Hey, I like for my Chinese-speaking friends. I want you all to listen to this and tell me how it sounds, mm -hmm. <laughs> because I figure the best thing to do is to be able to talk with them all, or and show that. Be like, hey, look, I'm trying to read this." Give me feedback if it doesn't sound right or what I can improve upon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. That's a good idea. Getting that stuff on Instagram is definitely a good idea because uh, there's plenty of Chinese people who will be, and of course, if they're on Instagram, then they're probably at least, if they're not overseas, they at least have a, a VPN, so they'll, they'll be more willing to engage with that stuff. That's great. That's cool. Good idea. Awesome. What's your Instagram handle, by the way? I'll, I'll, I'll follow you. Uh, one and only Boyd. The one and only Boyd. Or just one and only Boyd. Yeah. No. Uh, is there a place where I can type it? Yeah, I think I found it. I found it. There we go. Nice. Awesome. Well, uh, great to, uh, great to chat. Okay, I see it in the chat here. Awesome. Well, great to chat with you, man. And I'm glad to hear that the, so far it's been um, a good experience for you. And like I said, let's uh, talk again when you get to the end of the foundation course. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I mean, if I ever uh, find my way in China, like I'd, if y'all be willing to, I'd be more than happy to meet with y'all. Cool, cool. Yeah, well, you got to come to Chengdu you. if you come to China because uh, it's, um, you know, Chengdu is the best place. It's awesome. I remember cool. that Chengdu. Yeah, and I'll ask my buddy in about Western, it, see if he knows Western it. Western China and Sichuan. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. All right. No problem, Phil. Hope you have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. See ya.